August 26, 2022. Uh, in 2013, we had a run of really hot days at the fair. In 2013, it was 97 degrees on this day. In 1968, it was 44 degrees. Huh. <laughs> oh, sorry. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic. With Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop, here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Sushi. Hey, hey now, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey. We're in, uh... There's nothing more important at the State Fair than traditions, and I'm appalled at myself for getting one of Garage Logic's most important traditions. Yesterday, I forgot this day in history. Oh, my. Wow. That's, yes. and that's important. Boo. That's yes. important. I've got another one for you, too, when you're done. Because So I'm starting with yesterday's today. <laughs> and then Wait, at what? the end of the show, we'll do the correct one. Yesterday's today in history. Only because they come to us all the way from Livingstone, Zambia, Africa. Wow. From the traveling Lymans who are on the move at WorldWideWaftage.com. Yesterday, in 1827, Minnesota's first post office was established at Fort Snelling. And yesterday in 1901, Elmer Engstrom was born in Minneapolis. He would be involved in the development of color television. During his career with RCA. You got a color set? I I got two. I got three. Why? In 1917, (laughs) reacting to protests in New Ulm over the use of draftees in the European War, the Commission of Public Safety, under orders from Governor Joseph A.A. Bernquist, suspends Mayor Louis Fritchie from office. Other city officials and the president of Martin Luther College are also removed. These actions effectively end the protest, though Fritchie would later be be. Later reelected. And huh. finally, yesterday in 1937, Congress established the first national monument in this state. It was Pipestone National Monument. Oh. Native people, including the Dakota, mined pipestone, Catlinite, from the quarry inside the monument for hundreds of years. Now, at the end of the show today, we'll do today's. I've got a, I, I have a pipestone pipe. It's about this big. Really? If you know what I'm saying. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I want to remind people that the same merchandise available right here in our talk shop is available online. It's very simple. Go to garagelogic.com, click on the Garage Logic at the Fair banner, and click Shop the Fair. Very easy. You know what else we missed yesterday, Joe? Hmm. Matt Otto and our poem. Right, he's here today. Matt's, Matt's right there. Yeah. He might. Hi, uh, Matt. He might do the live introduction of. Oh, John Heights News. Good, wow. good. Like That'd be live fun. Introduction. Do we have Speak, the Lake Detective? Speaking of tradition. Yes, and that is an important tradition. The Lake Detective. Here he is. Oh, dress for a case. Dress for a case. Hello, LD. He always gives the great introduction. Always good to have you. He's got his fedora on. Have you taken time out from a case, LD, to be with us? Just yes, just uh, took a little break, but right. uh, the fish aren't going to go anyplace. They'll, they'll be there <laughs> right. when I get back. Has it been a good summer? It's been always. It's always interesting. I'd say it's been a good summer. 
Uh, boats have all worked. They're not uh, they're not leaking too badly. Motors are working. Trailer tires are are, are good. So that's... I didn't uh, I didn't mean your summer. Uh, no, it's been a good summer on the Minnesota lakes for people. When Joe asked how you're doing, he doesn't mean how are you doing. The lakes, you know, they're always they're always interesting too. A little bit different year this year. Some lakes are up and some lakes are down. Oh so, boy! You know, we have it's a little bit droughty here down in the southern part of the state yes. and up north. Lake levels are just fine. So lake levels are are dictating a lot of things going on in those lakes. Steve brings up a good point. John actually asked him a question uh, off the air. He didn't think it was airworthy, but I really do. Why don't you ask it again, John? Uh, well, when I drive back to North Dakota in the uh, old days, maybe 20 years ago, there were little ponds kind of all over the place along I-94. Potholes. Now, now a few of those are large enough I, that I would consider them lakes. And I wanted to know... How do that happen? How did they how did they become that big when they were just a little pond of water? Well, they were probably a little pond of water when you saw them, but they were probably a bigger lake, you know, 100, 200 years ago. These are always, like Kenny was saying, these these potholes, these wetland potholes, they come and go. We've had precipitation patterns that have started to fill those things up, probably bringing them almost to historical levels. So uh-huh. when you saw them as they were small, they might have been, that might have been the exception. Okay. Maybe they're heading okay. back toward their normal area. But there is a, there's these wide fluctuations. Most yep. lakes can fluctuate 6 to 10 feet over a long historical period. Hmm. Never wow. been stumped. Never, been, stum- <laughs> Never wow. been stumped. I have a note for you, LD, from our friend Bill Stein up on Cedar Lake, mm-hmm. uh, north of uh, Mille Lacs yep. in Aiken. Crow Wing County. Yep. Yep. At the fair, please give my warmest personal regards to my friend, the lake detective. Last year, our Cedar Lake Conservancy hired Steve and his company, Blue Water Science, to get the drop on the very beginning infestation of zebra mussels in our heretofore pristine lake. Of course, LD did a fantastic job of assessing the situation. From what I could glean from the report, it seems some lakes are not good candidates to support zebra mussels. I would like to ask LD if the healthy population of ciscos and buffalo fish, the ones that haven't been killed by jackass bow fishermen, <laughs> these fish leave, live to be 100 years old, bode well for the lake as they eat the villagers, the larvae of the mussels. Am I correct in this? What other factors make a lake resistant to zebra mussels? Boy, that's a, that's a great question. Yes, it is, and, and you've never been stumped. These citizen scientists on these lakes are top-notch. They have great observations, and sometimes I learn a lot from them just mm-hmm. because they've been on the lake for years and decades, and he has some good points there. The cisco or the tulipi in, in the lake probably are not big planktivore eaters on the villagers, but the villagers are these little larvae that come from the zebra mussels. You have boys' zebra mussels and girls' zebra mussels. They put out their gametes, boom. They fertilize in the middle of the lake water column, develop into a larvae, swim around, and then they settle out and attach. When they're still floating around, that's the time to eat them. And some of these omnivores, like buffalo fish and even even bluegills, right. will eat the villagers. And that's some. Eventually, that's going to be kind of a control. Also, right now, zebra mussels are so new in Minnesota; they've only been here 20, 30 years. That eventually those omnivores like the bluegills and crappies and perch, they're going to say, hey, this is a food source. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden they're going to start eating those little juveniles that are attached. That's another way that they can be controlled naturally. 
But Mother Nature has ways of balancing things out. Now, some, he's, he's read about, some lakes are more optimal than others. Some are suboptimal. And it has to do, one thing is uh, calcium. Ah. If there's low calcium concentration in the water, they don't have enough calcium then for shell formation. Okay. So that's huh. going to limit their growth. I see. Lake Superior has had zebra mussels since the 80s, late 80s. Do you ever see them? Hardly nope. ever. No. The calcium concentration in Lake Superior is about 3 milligrams per liter. That's not very much. And that's going to limit their growth in shell production. So some lakes that are low, like that, they won't have much of a problem. It'll be suboptimal. Also, if a lake is very fertile and has blue-green algae blooms, they can't filter the filamentous blue-greens. I see. So they don't have a food surge. <laughs> so that will limit their growth as well. So the answer is yes. <laughs> as, in, in summary, yes. So, LD, how long, we're, we're told in lakes that have been infested, we're supposed to clean our boats and trailers after we pull our stuff out of the water. How long can they survive on the bottom of my boat? Well, a little villager can't survive very long at all, and maybe an hour. Right. However, if your boat's in the water overnight or even for a couple of days, you'll get maybe the, the, the adults, they are kind of, they'll detach, float around, then attach to another solid surface. So yeah. you could, you could drive out with some attached zebra mussels after a day or two of a boat sitting in the water. With a lot of zebra mussels. That's not the answer I was looking for. I was hoping uh, you would confirm that my laziness is okay. I pull my <laughs> skanky pontoon out of the water in August, and then I don't put it back in until the following well, June. Well, you should be covered. Oh, yeah, that's yeah good. I'm yeah, good. I don't have to yeah. wash that some bitch oh. off, do I? <laughs> in no. fact, L.D. Kenny's pontoon is called the cirrhosis of the river. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. Okay, not bad. L.D., how's uh, business, Blue Water Science? Well, it's always fun. It's always interesting. I can't believe some days, like yesterday, we were out on a lake, and you had the eagles, you know, coming down, swooping down, harassing right. the loons, things right. like that. I'm sitting there, and I'm kind of raking up the plants and looking at them going, yeah. oh, that's kind of interesting. Look at that. That's good way to make a living, isn't it? <laughs> it's not bad. It's so from that standpoint, it's always good. It's always right. a good day on the lake. So that's my office during the summer. And uh, we're doing a little bit of plant work. we got some fish work. We have some invasive species work. Normally you bring with you some milfoil. Yes. And you didn't this year no. because you have milfoil under control throughout the state, <laughs> don't you? Well, we're watching it, yeah. and uh, we know how to control it. And this year, for some reason, there was a mystery out there. Right. We're on some of these big lakes, big, deep lakes. Looking for a milfoil. Right. Because if there's some heavy patches, we'll circle it up and we'll have somebody else come in and treat it. Okay. I don't treat it. But we couldn't find any. Oh. Where was the Eurasian milfoil this year in these big lakes? Wonderful. So what happened is we came back, <laughs> a couple of homeowners are going, well, I think you better come back and check again. So we did. And we did find there was some late season growth. Ah. But northern milfoil, our native milfoil, dominated this this year in a lot of lakes, which is a little bit uh, mysterious. Really? It's not a winter huh. kill thing, is it? I don't think it's a winter kill. I think it might be lake level fluctuation. Oh. And we had a cold, uh, some cold days in June. I'll say we did. And that might have hindered some of the growth. Now, Gumption County residents, if you're lake dwellers or have lake questions, we have a microphone right here for you because uh, LD's never been stumped. I will not allow that to ever happen, by the way, <laughs> as I protect the brand. 
But LD's <laughs> never been stumped, and it's always uh, your Marjorie's the first guest at the fair. You're always the second guest at the been fair. Like that. And you're in the Garage Logic Hall of Fame. I appreciate it. It's it's in a prominent spot back in that mahogany panel, right, you know, office, right, right. Which means he thoroughly dispatched of it right away. No, no, he's got, it. Somewhere. he's got it. He's uh, got it. He, he, he walked here from Hamlin. <laughs> yeah. Hamlin. That's like three, four miles away. That's nothing. That's a good walk. That's a good walk, and I, plus I. Bet you I beat a lot of folks who are still back there. Traveling. Right? <laughs> Is that where you parked over there? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Why not? You could have come to the station uh, and you know rode the shuttle with us. Yeah. Now you tell me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot to tell LD that he could do. Well, that. Well, what you can do, LD, is you can ride the shuttle back to the station with us, and Joe can drop you off at your car That's in Hamlin on yeah. his way out of town. I'd be glad to. I'd be glad to. All right, thank you very much, LD. You're it's welcome. always a pleasure. Uh, Blue Water Science, Steve McComas, he's been solving lake problems in this state and others for, what are you going on, about 25 years? Maybe a little bit longer than that. Longer than that. Some of my data now are historical. Really? Yeah. I've been, and you know what? You're <laughs> consulted by other people, aren't you? Oh, yeah, we come in, yeah. yeah we, are you known as a limnologist? Yes, that would be the technical word, or an aquatic scientist. An aquatic scientist, that, ladies and gentlemen. That covers it. Right here, the lake detective. Thank right. you. Thank you. I want to remind you. Yeah, there goes the lake detective theme. My. Thanks, LD. LD. Thanks, LD. You're the best. There he goes, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Exit stage left. <laughs> I want to remind people that Prano Pups are the official Garage Logic food on a stick this year. And uh, we have a uh, firsthand report from Reavers who went... On uh, uh, left the shuttle and on his way here got a Prano pup. I uh, and how were they? Well, how was it? Here, here's what happened, boss. Um, I first had to go get cash. Yep. So I stopped at the ATM, got some cash, and then uh, I went to the first Prano pup stand and the line. She was a little long. Really. And I know you had a lot of urgency to begin today's program. Yeah. Promptly at eleven o'clock. Yes. <laughs> so then I thought, well, there's another one right over here by the K102 booth. So there I stopped. Are eight at- locations. Correct. So I thought, well, you know what? That line's long. I'll I'll head over this way. Right. Uh, that line was even longer. Oh boy. And so I said, well. Um, I'll just head back and get some deep fried ravioli. Just think, it's a treat waiting for you. Oh, later I can't today. wait. You, later today. The batter, it's almost like a dessert. And the Karras family has had Prano Pups on the fairground since 1947. There are eight locations. and uh, Don't it, the long lines signify advertising it, on Garage it, Logic Works? It's, it signifies success and a great product. Correct. And a great product. So uh, <laughs> thank you to Prano Pups, the official food on a stick. In Garage Logic, we'll be back shortly. Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here, and you've heard me talk about my relationship with Josh Arnold for quite some time now. And the reason I advocate that you give Josh a call is simple. Well, actually, it's two reasons, trust and results. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions. As he says, past results do not guarantee future returns. Well, that is true. Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. And you can trust Josh to make sure that you are not paying more in fees than you are selling in returns. Yes, that is more common than you would think. So do yourself a favor. 
favor by booking a 48-minute free, yes, free consultation that has absolutely no obligation. Call Josh today at 952-925-5608. That number, once again, is 952-925-5608. You will be glad you did. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. Not just a newsman, ladies and gentlemen. Fantastic. John Height, the guitar-playing newsman. Such uh, Ingi is circulating the crowd. He came up to me and claims that he gargles with seafoam. I would not advise that. No. Don't do not do that. But I also don't doubt it. I don't doubt it a minute, but I do not advise that. What I do advise is whenever you see it in the store, you're walking by, you're there for another reason, grab a can or two, uh, because you never know when you're going to run out in that chem cab. Uh, and this stuff is available elsewhere. You might not find the pair of jeans you're looking for, or the nuts and bolts you can't, uh, you're looking for, but you will find a can of sea foam because the stuff is everywhere. Uh, equities, co-ops, NAC hardware stores, auto parts stores, you name it, repair shops. It's available the world over. It's absolutely the best thing you can do. It's the best commitment you can make to your cylinders. Uh, make the investment. It'll save you a lot of time, a lot of headaches, and a lot of money down the road. Uh, you sh- really should be buying this stuff by the gallon. It's actually available by the gallon. It keeps everything within the confines of your engines happy from intake to exhaust. It's a true miracle. It's magic in a can, a wonderful product in a world of bad gas. It's Seafoam. I used it last night. That a boy. Yeah. Good what job. were you working on? Uh, this went into a new vehicle. I see no reason why not to add it to new vehicles. Why not? Heck yes. Yeah, especially when they're fuel-injected and turboed and the whole deal. Say, I have some things I would like to address uh, to the Gumption County residents while we anticipate Doris with today's State Fair Animal, which will be coming up shortly. First of all, Gumption County uh, residents wish to congratulate Rachel Rinda. She's the 69th Princess K of the Milky Way. She's not here today with us, but she will be, I would imagine, before the fair is concluded. She is uh, from Montgomery, Minnesota. She's 19 years old. And her first official duty, of course, was yesterday to sit in the cooler and have her uh, butter carving likeness done. Mm -hmm. And so congratulations to... uh, I'd I'd like to see a butter carving of Klondike cake. (laughs) That would take a lot of butter. That'd be fun. (laughs) I'd like that. It's either Rachel Rinda or Rinda. (coughs) Excuse me, Rinda. It's R-Y-N-D-A. Rachel I'm going to go with Rinda. I'd say Rinda. I'm yeah. going to go with Rinda. Help me, Rinda. And I want to apologize, <laughs> and it's totally on me and completely my fault. You uh, Gumption County residents recall the other day that we got an email uh, from a fellow who was suggesting that uh, I read this, it's going to go viral, and it was about John Deere oh, yeah. uh, testing electric vehicles. <laughs> Raise your hand if you remember that. Yes, many people yeah. are raising their hand. All right. Can you just give us a, a synopsis of what the letters sounded like? Well, we were on kind of our anti-EV rant, so the uh, email played into our hands, played into mine, and I did preface it by saying, I have no idea whether this is true or not, but it oh, sounded plausible. We, we said we that. Can do that? You said that with yeah. the hook in your mouth. It though. was in my mouth. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. It's my fault. Sean, I've made a career doing <laughs> and, and basically the guy said he knows a neighbor who is a got a partnership farm with John Deere, uh, farms 10,000 acres, 
using all John Deere equipment. And John Deere uh, has in the works starting next year to be using electric combines. Yeah. yeah, and I thought no greater place in the state fair where there's an agricultural angle to, uh, to correct this. Joe, I can't believe you read the John Deere electric combine story. Uh, this is right off the pages of Twitter and Facebook. Are you letting Chris vet your emails? <laughs> no, this was my fault. First point, John Deere would not completely change out a farmer's line of equipment with prototype equipment. For my understanding, they will bring a prototype out to a farmer and under John Deere's direct supervision, use that equipment on their land. The farmer still owns or leases their own line of equipment to ensure they can run their operation. Those farmers need to sign a non-disclosure agreement. If that farmer was getting a supposed electric combine, he would be in violation of a non-disclosure agreement by even talking about it. With all the farm shows going on, I have not seen one combine on display that is all electric for widespread use. There are a few electric tractors out there for small farms and vineyards, but no large-scale farm equipment. Second point, and many emailers wanted to make this point. Mm -hmm. Field corn, not sweet corn, is not checked for sugar content in the field. Many agricultural types would know that. I live closest to the country's tallest buildings, which is why I'm at fault. I've been around farming all my life, and I've never heard of that. If corn is left in the field too long, yield and test weight can suffer. The composition of the kernel of corn in field corn is determined by a favorable growing season, which allows the plant to come to full maturity. Yield will suffer due to loss on the ground as the plant degrades but it, because it can't be harvested. I would have expected this type of story on the Krabby Coffee Shop. <laughs> oh, wow. Not GL. That was mean. Maybe Kenny can get this guy on the phone and ask him if his nipples have been harvested uh-huh. by an electric nipple <laughs> harvesting machine. I get the reference. That's Grand actually very Fargo, funny. North Dakota. <laughs> That's very funny. And finally, uh, uh, I also want to mention Jacob from New Ulm who writes, Joe, unfortunately the uh, article... An emailer sent to you regarding John Deere asking a partner farmer to use electric combines is fake, although uh, although sounding like a plausible situation. A further investigation uncovers certain verbiage that tipped me to believe the post was fake. Uh, and it goes on to say uh, basically what the last thing said. Uh, the last thing I noted was uh, the emphasis on picking corn at the right sugar content. I don't know a single farmer who checks the sugar content of the corn or cares about it, unless, of course, it's sweet corn, which is picked using a sweet corn picker, a product that John Deere doesn't even make. Farmers harvest corn based on the moisture content of the kernels, which will determine if they have to dry it down using a dryer or put it straight in the bin always pushing back and setting the record straight, a 22-year-old farmer and part-time truck driver, Jacob from New Orleans. So here. Thank you. Thank you I looked much. it up on Sno- uh, Snopes, Joe. The the letter you read is on Snopes word for word. <laughs> yeah, I, I apologize. Yeah. Uh, you'd think I'd learn after all these years. You'd think. You'd, you'd think, think I'd if, learn after If all I may, these years. Mr. Mayor, yes. uh, one of the things that we're doing here at the Great Minnesota Get-Together, and those of you in attendance can let others know that are not able to make it to the Minnesota State Fair, we are live streaming all of the action on both our Facebook page and the Garage Logic YouTube page. You just have to hit that subscribe button. And we do have a question from the YouTube audience, if you don't mind. 
Uh, this comes to us from Ryan. And Ryan says, are you guys going to do a grill contest still? I'd like to win the new grill at the fair. <laughs> still one of the best segments ever in Garage Logic. <laughs> do you know there are people here with families and the man and the woman met each other at this show? Really? Oh, really? yeah. There's a couple. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's been happening over the years. That's, yeah. Right. You, aren't you the one that wanted the Garage Logic dating service? Isn't that, that quite, was years ago. You're okay. quite the matchmaker. That was years ago. It was, it was a great idea in theory, <laughs> the Garage Logic dating service, because you saw maybe a six foot tall, dark and handsome man and a, uh, Thank you. you know, voluptuous Thank you. woman that is ready to date. But it turned out to be, 500 ingies. Yeah. yeah. And oh, that kind of, wow. yeah. that wow. kind of just kind of went. I have a note from Downing, a frequent contributor. You want someone to name something for Marjorie Johnson at the fair? You're a mayor. Exercise your mayoral authority. Ooh, good oh, point. The answer is right under your feet. The time has come to dedicate the Marjorie Johnson blue ribbon porch. Oh, oh, I'm for that. I'm yeah. with that. We'd be featured on all the late night talk yes. shows. That's a good point. All right, stop, this... stop, stop. What? I mean, the so... agricultural building, the education building. No, no, you got yeah. a porch ding, here. Ding, ding, you got the front frickin' porch here for Marjorie Johnson. <laughs> the stool, Kenny. She might reject on. it. She <laughs> might reject it. That's a great thought. No, I have a, uh, Marjorie texted me. Come on. Keep going. All right, I have a one. Once I hit 50, my eyes went bad. St. Paul Eye Clinic, why aren't you a sponsor to Garage Logic <laughs> so I can get my plug. eyes fixed? Wow. He just worked nice in plug. a plug. And I am a patient at the St. Paul Eye Clinic. Uh, here's so my, my eyes work. Call us now. Well, here we go. Hi, rookie. I am here beside the uh, ribbon in the Guinness Book for Largest ribbon marjorie this was yesterday she All said right. after the after the show so she sent me a picture she's standing next to our huge blue ribbon i am excited you want to name something at the fair after me call me when you know what it is marjorie <laughs> <laughs> i'm really sad that she's going to be a little disappointed we decided yeah. to name the the front grass porch or wherever. She one stool. Don't tell her that. That might be the final thing that pushes her over. <laughs> you know what? I don't want to be responsible don't, for don't that. Say I that. told you I had a number of items I Go. wanted to get done uh, in the uh, in, in the uh, manner of a Garage Logic podcast. You all know the tennis player Novak Djokovic? Sure, yeah. sure. All right. This guy, this emailer Dave, has a wonderful idea. Uh, Joe, here's another letter I have sent to the Star Tribune that will not see the opinion page. I'm not one of the ten or so mostly progressive opinion letter writers they focus on, but you might find the content interesting and very ironic. Here's what he wrote to the Star Tribune. Novak Djokovic is currently the sixth-ranked tennis player in the world. He is the number two all-time leader in Grand Slam wins with 21 wins to Rafael Nadal's 22 wins. By any and all accounts, he is one of the greatest to ever play the game. Very entertaining and fun to watch. He will not play in the U.S. Open this year because, as a foreigner, he must show proof, not, a, not of a negative COVID test, but of being vaccinated against COVID to enter the country. Yep. Note to Novak, according to the U.S. Border Patrol, by July 1st, 2022, 2,002,604 illegal immigrants have entered the U.S. Many, if most, were not Mexican, vaccinated. So here's his advice to Novak. Fly to Mexico. 
crossed the Texas border into the U.S. <laughs> Governor Abbott of Texas will put you on a bus at no expense to New York right. City. Yep. Play in the tournament and win. <laughs> now you are tied with Nadal for the most Grand Slam wins of all time. Joe, it doesn't seem like a healthy guy playing a tennis match in an outdoor stadium poses much of a COVID threat to anyone. Always pushing back Dave Arundel. I thought it was a great point. Yep. Great point. How do you argue with that? You can't. That's why we're not going to. Uh, and uh, Kelsey wants me to know, and I'm thrilled to announce this. I'm thrilled. You know what the post uh, post service post service post office the postal service is going to do? Huh? Release sheets of stamps of classic American muscle cars. Wow! Really? Yeah, I, want, I will I load those. up. Yep. I will load up. I have a beef with the post office. Oh, right. here we go. I'm going to address it to you since you're the mayor of a fake town. We have a post uh, office in Garage Logic. It's in the. Uh, it's also part of the NAC Hardware and Lounge. We also right. have an employee sitting in the front row who announces his own fair dates. Right. Um, I live in a small town. If I send a letter to another person or mail a bill to another person in this small town, right? I uh, address the envelope. I enclose the check. I put the stamp on it. Everything's tidy and right and proper. Drop it off at the post office. That letter, instead of going from the inbox to the guy's mailbox, goes to Minneapolis. Right. Comes all the way back. Right. Takes three, four days. Right. Small town. That's how you get the, it's a how you five get the foot mail walk. sorted. It's a yeah. five-foot walk to go into his mailbox. Well, the mistake you made was not just delivering it yourself. The mistake I made was trusting in the U.S. government Good and their abil- uh, ability to deliver the mail. Well, you no know, I defend the post office. Post office uh, your stamps are so damn expensive. To this me, is an outrage. To me, it's still a miracle. <laughs> What's a stamp cost? I don't know. It's like eight bucks a piece. No, aren't they? they're not eight bucks. Where's Ingy? Ingy, how much is a stamp? Oh, he... Oh, Very quick point okay, of information. I apologize. Yeah, this man knows his post Go office. ahead, Postmaster General. Uh, I know that the cost uh, just keeps going up forever, but I believe it's about 58 cents. Forever. Now, Kenny, here's your, here's your, here's your issue. You're, you're mailing it from what, Elk River? The crowd is leaving. Yeah, it's somewhere. going to go to a distribution center. It's going to get sorted by machine, and then it's going to get sent to that post office. That's why it doesn't take three or four days. Postmaster General, why can't it go from the box that it drops into when I put it in the slot 10 feet down the road to the guy's P.O., or 10 feet down the, 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 the room to the guy's slot? What the hell? Were you listening to my answer? No, no he wasn't. Really. Okay. He wasn't. No, no, All right. Well, really. you know what? Listen to the show sometime. Yeah. <laughs> wow. He got Instead me. Instead of being on. <laughs> I'm gonna... He gets a rim shot. He's wearing his one. Garage Logic Hall of Fame medal. Yes, yes, he is. I need to tie two things together. Uh, sir, with the North Star cap, could you approach the um, microphone, please, for Uh-oh. me? <clears throat> Although he's not Cutler. wearing his mirror-balled helmet today. He no. Oh, he's still decked out That's festively. True. Yes, he is. Sir, I know you are a huge garage logician. I know your mother is a huge garage logician. Would you please identify yourself for the crowd? <laughs> uh, my name is uh, Father Nels Jengdahl. I'm a chaplain out at Holy Family Catholic High School out in Victoria. Are you a priest? I, y- yes, that's no. His first name is not a biological father. He doesn't have the outfit father. on. Oh, hey. he oh, even the Lutheran picks that up, but uh, the Catholics <laughs> don't. But that's good. Uh, father, a couple things about Father Jengal. He uh, years back 
uh, was on the excommunicated um, you. Well, no, not yet, not quite. <laughs> I told him uh, I I broke the twelfth uh, commandment. He t- reminded me there's only ten. Right. So I said I made up a couple extras. Uh, he did the red ball uh, ice thing. Oh boy! Years oh. ago. Crashed ice? I, I went down the Red Bull crashed ice course twice. How'd that go? Uh, I tore my PCL. Yeah. Uh, yeah I did yeah. not know I had a PCL. <laughs> right. That's kind of like the 12th commandment, right? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I know exactly where it is now. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, maybe, uh, I hate to say this, maybe you had a little bit too much faith. Oh, well, my mom was uh, working the rosary beads so much that the, <laughs> the wooden one turned to you, sawdust by yeah. the end. You figured it'd be even. <laughs> Uh, I am going to say that Father Zhengdal is going to marry my son, Matthew, and uh, no, his that's, fiance. No, that's not accurate. Um, I'm not marrying them. I'm celibate. Oh, um, that's right. right. That's, that's wonderful. He will be the... Uh, um, yeah, that's very true. That's uh, Words have meaning, wow. don't they, Joe? Yes, they do. Words he gets one, too. What are you going to do? What do you, what do, you do? You... Uh, I will receive the vows or be the officiant or have really the best seat in the house for the entire wedding. Yeah. That is true. All and right. uh I just wanted to recognize you. I know you're a huge fan of Garage Act, and I wanted to say thank you. Now I'm tying in the wedding to the post office here. My mother... He's got a scam word. My mother did the envelopes. She calligraphed all the envelopes for the wedding. I didn't get our invite for the longest time. Why? Because she put the wrong zip code for my house. Oh, boy. Judith put the wrong zip code for my house. However, somebody in the South St. Paul uh, post office... Did some digging, checked it out, switched it, and sent it to our house because they knew. That's the kind of service you get. That's the So I will tip of the cap to the uh, Postal Service, Ingi. You had nothing to do with it at all, but I just wanted to say hats off to the post office. And I wanted to say thank you to Father Jengal for coming out. Thanks, Father. Optical scanners may not read um, the uh, calligraphy, so that might be another issue. Are you saying she's a crummy calligrapher? No, I'm saying that we have. She knows Donald Jackson, who was the scribe to the Queen. You've lost control. How do we know that they didn't want rookie invited to the wedding? Lost control. That could be too. I I didn't get my invite either. Is Doris with this rook? She will be shortly. She's on her way, but I don't know what animal she has today. Well, then may I tell you in the interim? Did you know this, ladies and gentlemen? I noticed this in the newspaper today. Minnesota could be home, and I, I find this terribly significant. Minnesota could be home to the world's oldest rock. Huh. Think about that for a minute. How do they determine? Uh, They count the rings. (laughs) They're going to cut it in half. Uh, You murder to dissect. Boy, this didn't print well. (laughs) Why are you looking for that? That's how it goes every day, folks. There are 3.5 billion year-old rocks in the Minnesota River Valley. They're internationally known by geologists. The rocks tell the story of how North America developed and represent rare example of Earth's early crust formed so long ago that scientists still aren't sure how the planet even operated at the time. Come on, we're at the fair. We're going to learn something. That's fantastic. Much of the early history of Earth has disappeared said David Southwick, former director of the Minnesota Geological Survey. Here in the Minnesota River Valley is a place where a little bit of that ancient construction of the earth is still preserved. Right here in Minnesota. Three and a half billion? Yes. Isn't that something? It's not hard to find some of Minnesota's ancient rocks since it decorates prominent buildings from the Twin Cities to Singapore. And this goes on. It's a Star Tribune story to tell us 
Uh, what do you mean? So it's it's a granite. Uh, it's granite there. It could be. Uh, uh, Minnesota is one of a few places on the globe. Angie, you got anything else? <laughs> He's got a lot. No. <laughs> Where fragments of the Earth's early crust remain intact. Our ancient rocks are located in the Minnesota River Valley. And it's just, I think this is very interesting. I hope you agree with me, Gumption County residents, that we could be home to the world's oldest rocks. That's neat. That's pretty neat. What did the limestone say to the archaeologist? No, I'm doing a thing on these rocks. What did the limestone say to the archaeologist? I don't know. Stop taking me for granite. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Not even a smirk. Joe might leave now. Yeah, boy, get laid, huh, Joe? Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, I thought... That, that is very interesting. Three and a half billion years. What? How do we... That's fascinating, Joe. How did the I Earth really, operate at that thank time? Thank you for bringing that to well, us let me, today. Well, let me do a double check. Gumption County residents, do you find that interesting? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, thank you. Tell them what they you. are, Kenny. Tell them what they are. Uh, They're Gumption County residents. They're sycophants. Yeah. You're as bad as I am. You sold out, folks. No pride. Well, congratulations to the geologists who have made this fascinating discovery. We'll be back in just a moment, I hope, with Doris. Yeah, we will be. But I want to tell you how you can pick up your life. This might be a great thing for church, too. Where's Jengdahl? Did he leave already? I have no idea. He took off? Yeah. How about some spiral light candles in church? You know, he's got a maybe a boring homily. Nobody's paying attention. They're all just watching the the spiral light candle. Let's take it up a notch, Father. Yes, let's do that. Yeah, let's rip a priest during a candle commercial. <laughs> I'm not ripping. I'm saying this would enhance his. People would be mesmerized. I stopped over yesterday and saw Todd at the spiral light candle booth, which is right in the middle of the grandstand on the main floor, right by the stairs, and I. <laughs> Checked out the mini donut candle. It smells like a bag of mini donuts. I would hope so. If you haven't been over there, check them out. Stop burning boring candles, folks. Check out the Spiralite candles at spiralitecandles.com or visit them in the grandstand during the run at the state fair. They also have the cylinder index candle, which smells like the garage. It's a thing of beauty. Check them out. They are a garage logic family started in the garage and they're wonderful people. It's a family business and it's been very successful in part due to Garage Logic getting the word out. So stop burning boring candles. It's a great anniversary gift. It's a great post-fair gift, Christmas, whatever the case may be. Great hostess gift. They burn in a circular motion. It's tough not to stare at that while you're burning it. Spiralightcandles.com. Nice. That last story you did, my son was here, and now he's where you go? He's gone. So thanks, buddy. Thanks, Such. Appreciate that. What did I do? Well, it was that fascinating story about rocks and billions oh, of years oh. ago. Uh, start, uh, we could have talked to him. He's yeah, gone? You, you could have, but Joe he, drove him away. He did something that you that totally mimicked you. I saw you complete. It was a dismissive uh, 
leave me alone, don't look at me. And I just I saw you doing that, so that has transferred to your son, so I'm impressed. He learns from the best. Yes. Uh, Speaking of many years ago, uh, it all started in 1967 where the Majestic Oaks Golf Course now stands in uh, Ham Lake. We're talking about Hay Day, a one-day event. They threw some hay down in a field and uh, did some drag racing with snowmobiles. Kicked into high gear in the mid-70s. That's when I started going, Joe, leaning against a snow fence. Uh, yep. It was a lot of fun. And then in the 80s, the swap meet came along. They expanded it to two days. And finally, the Snow Barons bought their own property and moved it to where it is now, uh, east of Haydays. And it's the sign of winter. The end of the state fair in Haydays signals winter is about to get here. It's a place where all of us petroheads can go and hang out with the snow barons at their 140-acre facility. Everybody's going to be there. Articat, Polaris, Skidoo, Yamaha, the factory rigs will be there. Their racers will be there. Uh, dealers will be there selling last year's uh, inventory at incredible discounts. Uh, and, you know, there's ATV races, side-by-side races. You can test drive stuff. It's absolutely the funnest two days you can possibly have at the end of the summer. And uh, the swap meet. Bring a trailer, bring a bring a truck, bring a wheelbarrow, bring a wagon, because you're going to find something you love. It's all taking place September 10th and 11th, the weekend after Labor Day, uh, Highway 95, about seven miles east of North Branch. You can download their app uh, and stay in the know at the event. And, of course, you can go to their website, heydays.com. John, are you going to bring a different guitar every day? You got to turn every day. Should I? Why? Why not? Show off your collection. Okay, I will. That means by the end of next week, we might have some very odd sounding things. That's all right. Here's John Hyde in his State Fair newsroom, Gumption County residence. Do you know that in the movie Back to the Future, there was a um, a mishap. Yeah. The, well, do you know what that is? Yeah. What sure. is it? The guitar that he used had not been invented yet. Isn't that thrilling? Yeah. I, Johnny, well, it is to a guitar geek, but, you yeah. know, these guys. The rocks are much better. Here's John yeah, The rock story is better, okay. apparently. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, State Fair Day 2. Today's theme is Governor's Fire Prevention Day. Stop right there. Yes, sir. Rook, we understand the governor's on the grounds. The governor's on the grounds. You he- have uh, reached out to his people. His chief of staff, yes. And you never got a technical confirmation of his arrival here, but you you did what you could, and the chief of staff said what? The chief of staff replied in an email saying, I am including the press secretary in this email, and we will go from there. So that's where it was left. But I was told personally by Governor Walls face-to-face that he wanted to come on Garage Logic when I met him. Uh, my friend saw him at the airport. And he said, yes, I will come on Garage Logic at the State Fair this year. How many people here in the Gumption County audience think that Walls will show up today? <laughs> Not one hand went up. Not one hand went up. I, I was optimistic for a while. <laughs> right. If he shows up, I'm going to do the same thing I did when Don Shelby uh, hosted for you. I'm going to take off. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I might do, though? I might track him down. If he's doing an interview with Hauser, I may say, Gov, come on. Well, remember, we're on a time. I was going to say the host might be halfway. You might be interviewing him. I might be interviewing him. Here's John Height. Uh, Thank you very much. Hey, we're were we going to have Matt do this live? Oh yeah, Matt. Matt Otto, the official 
a poet of Garage Logic. Poet Laureate. Will, poet Laureate will introduce the John Height Newsroom live. How many beers in are you, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> Only one so far. Okay. Nice. But right. the day is young. Right. Right. <laughs> How old were you when you started bog- bo- bothering me years ago? 17. I'd like wow. to hear his uh, deal here. You were a real pain in the ass. <laughs> right back at you, buddy. Remember, Got I it. worked here for you guys for 12 years. Copy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> London, Madrid, Bangkok, Moscow, the Twin Cities, from the four corners of the world. State Fair. From the news capitals at home and abroad, the day's headlines brought into focus the issues and events that shape our time. Garage Logic. The Information Beacon of Minnesota presents the, the John Height News Experience. Experience. An up-to-the-minute oh, commentary from one of journalism's most more? trusted voices. Five-time winner of the Gopher Newshawk Award. Now, with all the news fit to broadcast from his remote State Fair newsroom, here's John Height. Trim it up, hey, baby. Hey, trim it up, baby. Yeah. Well, that's... Uh... Are we out of time? That takes yeah. all the time I had, so... I got some more stuff if you guys no, want to kill some time. No, we, you know, you think fine. a guy would have memorized that, huh? Well, you the cheat sheet? After hey. a beer, you know, oh, yeah. I got a Matt, why don't you hustle here. off and get us a bunch of beer, would you? <laughs> sure, you got day, cash? Day, day two of the State Fair. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate it. Uh, today's theme is Governor's Fire Prevention Day. Young members of Fire Explorers will face off in the fire safety competition all day long. Uh, plus, you can see a mock car crash demo, 3.30, right over here at Dan Patch. Oh, that's Park always stage. a thrill. Oh, is. They're actually going to crash the car? I don't think so. Oh, think darn it. Uh, at the grandstand tonight, two bands that made their mark back in the 1990s, Counting Crows and the Wallflowers. Oh, Such, yeah. Such, we've talked frequently about how fun it would be in the old days they'd crash a steam engine. Oh, boy. They used to do that here. Why couldn't we do that with a car? Yeah, That'd be could. a grandstand event. I That'd be a so. lot of fun. Yeah. John, the first two night shows are ones that actually attend. Did they sell out last night? I do not know. The crowd, I saw a couple video shots. It looked packed. I would. Uh, I can I w- tell you I if would. they sold out or not. If John keeps doing his news, okay, I will. But I, I would love to see how many how many too. legal Minnesota gummy bears uh, do you have to eat to go to work up the gumption to see those clouds? I like counting crow. Uh-huh. I like the wallflowers. Wallflowers too. are great. Oh, the, that's Jacob Tiller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one state fair note because of scheduling conflicts, the state fair has canceled Disney Princess the concert. That was set to close out the grandstand on Labor Day. If you bought a ticket with a credit card, you'll be refunded automatically within five to ten business days. Uh, the concert was set to feature a quartet of Broadway and animated film stars performing songs from Disney's numerous princesses. In its place, the grandstand will now host a free Kids Day concert at 4 p.m. September 5th. The family-friendly event will feature performances by the B2 Twins, Yo-Yo Master and Juggler Mark Hayward... And the singing sisters, the Dolly Pops. No tickets are required for the show. Seating will be just general admission. Whatever happened to Oli and Lena? Wasn't that their name? No, no Lena, Tina, and Tina, and Lena. Lena. Oh, Tina and Lena. Tina and Lena. Yeah. Yeah. Well, whatever happened to the guy on the big wheel? The wacky, he retired. wacky wheeler. wheeler. Yeah. I think he retired before he died. Sean Emery. Can't we Sean bring Emery. him out of retirement? Yeah. He retired too, right? Did you see the picture on the Metro section of today's Star Tribune? It's a picture of Pete Buttigieg, Buttigieg 
with uh, he's the U.S. Transportation Secretary. He knows as much about transportation as Inge knows about nuclear fission. And he's with uh, he's with Omar, the always available Ilhan Omar to get her picture taken. Tina Smith, the always available, and the always available Amy Klobuchar. And uh, there he is. He was at the uh, I don't know where the hell he was at a oh, pizza in booth in front of the something. pizza booth. Yeah. yeah. But there, what what was the story? Committing to dollars to Lake Street. He came to town to ride a bus up and down Lake Street. And they're going to make a commitment to right. rebuilding Lake Street. It would be nice if they would have made a commitment to saving Lake Street That's right. before it was torched. That's right. So at least Ilhan was in town. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, she was here. A new report from the Minnesota Department of Education shows the state's public schools are falling behind after statewide assessments done in 2022. The assessments, which include the Minnesota Comprehensive Assessments, Minnesota Test of Academic Skills, Access for English Language Learners, and Alternate uh, alternate Access for English Language Learners, show slight declines in the number of students. Math is up, Joe. Uh, That's fantastic. I want you to take a pause. Yes. Because Doris is here. Oh, where's Doris? Doris is here with today's State oh. Fair Animal. Hey, Doris. And that's Here's always a wonderful State time. Fair animal. Oh, boy, look at this. This is neat. Oh, fun. Well, for a minute, I thought you kids had Garage Logic Hall of Fame medallions, but those are uh, 4-H medallions, aren't they? And let's, uh, let's have these uh, gals come up. Uh, Doris Mold is our, our uh, animal wrangler. She has been providing... Hall of Fame service to Garage Logic for longer than we can count. And you are, young lady, what's your name? Therese. Therese what? Wineand. Where are you from? Chisago County. Okay, and your friend is? I'm Miriam Wineand. Mar- oh, your sisters? Yep. Oh, and you're, so I bet you're from Chisago County, too. Attaboy. Yep. Yep. And you two have brought with you, uh, what have you brought with you? They look like ducks. Well, we've brought some of our egg production pullets. Oh, boy. They're pullets. Yep. Means they're young chickens. Means they're young chickens. And do you raise these chickens? Yep. We raised them straight from the hatchery box. Oh, the hatchery. Was the earth uneven? My father worked at the hatchery. (laughs) Different story. It's an old joke, honey. What, what, uh, now, uh, your name again? I'm sorry. I'm Miriam. Miriam, and your name? Therese. Therese and Miriam. Now, why, Miriam. Why do you bother to write it down? Well, Matt, because I'm old. Explain to uh, the gentleman what exactly a hatchery box is. Well, when we buy chickens from hatchery, they ship them, just newborn chicks, to us, and then we can take care of them from there. They come well, in a box, Such. Like a, US like a package from the yeah. mail, huh? U.S. Yeah, mail. They, they hang out. If you go to the post office, often in rural areas, uh, you'll hear chicks cheeping, and they'll be in this box, and it's perfectly safe. They they ship them in boxes, and we pick them up from the rural P.O. box. Wow. Oh. Now, now uh, uh, Therese, you're Therese. Yep. What uh, what what's the name of your chicken? Marshmallow. Marshmallow. White. Now these are egg laying chickens. Yep. And then uh, ultimately they're on the dinner table as a chicken. Oh. Not this one. Oh, too special or just they don't do that? Uh, she is just a bit too skinny for that part. Oh, okay. And and uh, Miriam, what about your chicken? What's it? What's that chicken's name? Um, her name is Carmel to go with our year's theme of sweet. Oh, okay. Now, how many? Do you live on a farm? Yep. How many chickens do you have? 
Um, at least a hundred. Oh boy! Wow! So you sell these eggs to the markets and what have you? Um, no, we don't. We uh-huh. just uh, sell them individually to customers. Okay. How much does a dozen eggs cost? Um, since we free range our birds, they're actually three dollars a dozen. Is that a good price, Rook? That seems all right. Uh, three dollars a dozen uh, a year ago would be different. Right now, the market price is about three fifty. Now, and, when, and those are free range. range. Yep. Well, that s- means those eggs are special, aren't they? Yep, because they get to eat as many bugs, all the grass, oh, anything wonderful. they want. Are they wonderful. free range at night, too, or do they uh, go inside a building where they're safe? They go inside a building to snuggle together. Oh, boy. Right. I will yeah, say. Go I was going to say, yeah, they wouldn't be around very long if they were outside the uh, yolks, free range the chicken. The would get them. Yeah, yeah. Now, girls, are you with a 4-H group? Yep. What group? Excelsior. Excelsior. But you're in Chisago Lake. Don't, doesn't Chisago Lake have a group? Right, but each club in Chisago County has a name, and Excelsior is one of the oldest clubs in oh, Chisago County. Oh, I thought County. they met out by Lake Minnetonka. No, no, it's up in Chisago County, oh. and that's actually my old 4-H County as well. Really? So, yes. Really? All right. And you are displaying, uh, Therese and Miriam, are you displaying the chickens here? Yep, they're up at the poultry barn. Yep. Will they be judged for a ribbon? We did that yesterday. How'd you do? Uh, for my for my class, I got a blue ribbon. All right, hey, 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 blue ribbon right here. All right. And then I won showmanship. You won what? I won showmanship. Showmanship. Wonderful! Congratulations. How many eggs can they put out a day? Like this uh, little gal right um, here. This one, uh, one, one today for most of the year. Oh, oh boy! And how about you, Therese? Uh, I'm Miriam. Miriam. <laughs> yep, yep. You had a 50-50 shot there. He had to write him down. I was on the right track there for a while. <laughs> Miriam, uh, your eggs are once a day, the chicken's eggs? Yep. All right. Which came first? Did you, uh, <laughs> did you, did you uh, campaign your chicken for a ribbon? Yeah, she got a blue. Oh, for Pete's sake. Nice. You guys are winning wow. sisters. Here, 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 here. You guys are winning sisters. Well, we only bring winners you to do. DL. Well, Doris, right? you've done a great right. job about that. I do have a question about chickens. Here yes. we go. Here we uh, go. You're holding that chicken. Do, do chickens like to be handled, uh, pet? Uh, what are their... I mean, if I put my finger by the chicken's mouth, what no. happens? No. No. <laughs> well, most of the time, they like being pet and hold. Yeah. But if they're hungry, they will peck you. So okay. Am I going to get packed? No. Do the uh, chickens have large talons? No, I was hoping nobody Sorry. would say it. Sorry. And you, you, you don't call them talons. You oh, call here them, we go, Doris. You call right. them, they're, they're just plain old chicken feet. They're feet. All right. Yeah. They're feet, not well, talons. They're well-behaved chickens, girls. They really are seem calm and happy. And, and, you know, Doris, Joe really has come a long way than when the last time you had chickens on, and he said, do they make female ones of these? Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Are yeah. these male or female? If they're laying eggs, laying Joe, eggs, what do you Joe. think? They're female. There, there you go. go. There Good. Go. Okay. And now Progress. One question that you ask every year if we bring chickens up, you say, how many eggs do they lay in a day? They only do one a day. One a day. One a day. One a day. Seems that's kind of lazy. It takes a hell of a long time to get a dozen eggs in, doesn't it? Well, well that's more. why you well, have 100 chickens. Oh, I guess so, uh, Doris. Sure, that would do the math would work then, wouldn't it? Right. I know math is a strong point of yours. It really is. (laughs) Therese and Miriam, thank you very much. And what's your last name? 
Winand. Winand, like they previously said. Yeah, well, that's right. Has this been the highlight of, of your uh, fair experience? No, being they're counting their minutes so they can leave. I'm guessing. Yep. Do you have, bro- <laughs> do you have brothers and sisters? <laughs> yep, we have two younger brothers. Two younger brothers. What are their names? They're John and James. John and James. Write what that a, down, Joe. What a great John family. And, and uh, say hello to your mom and dad for us and say hello to John and James. Actually, dad is somewhere down in the audience here. Oh, he's over there. Where's dad? There, there's dad. Hello. Hello there. And dad, dad works in the milking parlor. So okay. this is, you know, it's all connected, Joe. And chickens, of course, do not get milked. They I know do, that they much. Do, you're right. Yeah, I've learned a lot over the years, Doris. Yep, and we're going to keep working on it, Joe, for many more. <laughs> Doris, thank you very much. You're welcome. And thank you, Miriam and Teresa. Is it Teresa? Therese. 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 Sure. Thank you very sure. much. We're sorry. Gals. I'm going to get it. Uh, we're really, really sorry. Therese and Miriam. Thank you, guys. Those are some really nice chickens. John, this has been I, uh, your best newscast. I, I, I have far. a question, though. Yeah. And I, I just didn't want well, to ask it when they were here. Well, that's usually when you ask a guest Well, no, I, I don't know. It, it's no, no. <laughs> you guys just. <laughs> thanks, Doris. Hey, thank you. Thanks, yeah, thank uh, you Mary Matisse. When you go to the store, sometimes you yeah. see packages with chicken feet. Yeah. What, what do you do with those? Well, see, they would have known. Do you that. make soup? What? They would have known that. What, what do you feet? do with chicken feet? Yeah, deep fry it. Really? Yeah. With is the it, bones and everything. I think that's or what the, it's a, like a Chinese dish. Hold on. Okay. Go. Isn't there a, a rock group named what? Chicken Feet? What Sammy uh, Hager's Sammy group? Sammy Hager. Yeah. Wasn't Michael that Chicken Anthony? Feet? Yeah. 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 No, it's yeah. Foot. Chicken Foot. Chicken Foot. Same yeah. thing. You chicken know, Feet. Yeah. Little Feet. Chicken Foot. Little Boy, feet, it's a good thing two dogs didn't turn his animals loose. There are many ways to cook them, such as Chicken Feet Soup, Bone Broth, Fried Chicken Feet, and, of course, the most Popular dim sum chicken feet. There you go. All right. Well, thanks, Chris. That, that seems like something you do if you're on the prairie in like 1850. <laughs> or really desperate. Yeah. You yeah. really got to be. Got to be desperate. Yeah. Well, uh, Rook, do you want to take a break before we talk to two dogs? Yeah, let's do that. Uh, all right. We'll be back shortly. you doing to the Courtyard by Marriott in Minneapolis-St. Paul-Roseville for providing lodging for me during the State Fair. You'll enjoy a contemporary atmosphere in the modernized room and bathrooms with newly updated in-room accents at the Courtyard by Marriott uh, at Minneapolis-St. paul Here's what I want to say. Big-ass TV. Uh, I, I, nothing worse <laughs> than a hotel with a tiny Got TV. Got a good one? Nice, big, awesome TV. Watch the Twins lose again? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. They're lo- uh, good channels, too. Showtime, yeah. the whole deal. It's located next to your favorite destinations, the U of M, the fairgrounds, the sports center, Huntington Bank, downtown Minneapolis, the Rosedale Mall, uh, your amenities, free high-speed internet, ergonomic chairs, well-lit desks, meeting rooms, big meeting rooms, uh, and these nice hotel rooms. I love the shower. They're going to help you thrive during your next visit to the Twin Cities. Took three showers yesterday, Such. Uh, voted by guests as TripAdvisor Certificate of Excellence Award winners, the Courtyard by Marriott at, in Roseville. You'll find all the amenities you expect. 
The Courtyard by Marriott in Roseville, located on Center Point Drive, just off 35W in Roseville. We are joined by two dogs who has been keeping alive the traveling reptile show of our great friend, Monty. Uh, no longer with us, but two dogs claims he knows exactly where he is. Time out. Time out. One second. Preempting two dogs Uh-oh. is is just uh, a brief. The uh, Minnesota Firefighters Pipe and Drum team is here. Will that disturb the turtle? What's that? Yeah. Two dogs, will that disturb the turtle? Uh, we'll give him a green light. Go ahead. All right. And uh, Paul is their spokesman. And uh, Look at these guys. What Paul, a nice outfit you guys have on. You have kilts on. Paul, tell us what you're doing here today, just briefly, and before we... I, I Truth be told, I saw them playing in the streets, and I said, I want bagpipes. So I grabbed it. They were here last year yeah. as well, and uh, we invited them back briefly this year. My mom used to tell me to go play in the street, too. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, this is the Minnesota Firefighters Pipes and Drums. Right. We are a duty band that supports the firefighting community in the state of Minnesota. And so we're here supporting the firefighters for uh, fire, pre- fire Prevention Day. Wonderful. Thank you for joining us. What will you be playing for us? We're going to be playing uh, our favorite set, Scotland the Brave, Murdo's Weddings, and Wings. Okay. All right. Here we go. These are all firefighting bag uh, pipers. I want bagpipes at my funeral. Okay. Bagpipes drive a lot of people crazy. I don't mind them at all. I love bagpipes. I just think it's a wonderful sound. We only have time for one more, but I'd be honored if you do one for us. 
This fantastic music. Green Hills. Green Hills of Scotland. Oh, boy. I mean, huh? Oh. Just Green Hills. Okay. Okay. These guys are good. Yeah, they are. Will you guys be all over the fairgrounds today, Paul? Uh, we're actually uh, done. The band's dismissed. Oh, you're done. Di- what is the point of the little case you guys have around your waist? What is that? There's no pockets on these things. Keep your oh, change. okay, okay. Yep, keep your change. Well, it was great. Thank you very Thanks. much. Thank you for stopping by. You guys are wonderful. It was great. Thank you very much. Oh, sorry. The Minnesota Firefighters Pipes and Drums. We can wait on the reptiles if we're playing. What are they wearing under their kilt today? No, we're I not got time. Do. What's your baptismal name, Two Dogs? Uh, Brian is my given name. Brian, and Brian is carrying on the great uh, Monty uh, traveling reptile show, and you brought a wonderful looking turtle, and I'm betting he's an old guy. So, actually, this guy is only about 20 years old, and this is an African sulcata tortoise. Okay. Difference between a turtle and tortoise. Tortoise is a land animal, turtle, they're in the water, they have the webbed feet like a duck or a goose. Oh. For anyone in the world, it's probably not real important you know the difference. I just like to tell people so they think I know what I'm talking about. Right. <laughs> so this is a tortoise. Correct. And that will not go near the water. They'll go into shallow water to right. kind of take a bath because around their neck, if they get ticks and bugs in there, they can't really scratch like a dog can. So they'll right. just go in and drown the little sucker. We're not oh, going to okay. have to cut the grass out here today. This that is turtle really loves to eat grass. <laughs> yeah, and you could see how it just demonstrates their attitude completely. Like when the firefighters started playing the bagpipes and the drums, he didn't care at all because at their all. attitude is whatever, I don't care. Right. They also do not understand the term go around something. Right. What It doesn't matter what <laughs> it is. They're just going to keep pushing until it moves. They slide off the side, dig underneath. They will absolutely just a oh, very male mentality. A, We're just a, straight ahead. I got a kid who drives a car like that. <laughs> <laughs> now, this now, look at the little guys, uh, t- uh, two dogs. They really love this turtle. But that turtle likes to eat uh, small toes and fingers, right? Oh, oh. Well, my. you know, like most animals and people, myself included, you stick a finger in my face, I'll be okay for a second, but. I will teach you that lesson. True, true. I mean, I have children now, so, you know, if you poke me in the face long enough, like, I'm sorry. It's just, 
<laughs> you had your chance. I warned you. Yeah. You got to learn. Two dogs. Do they have any predators? Any enemies? So these guys, being from Africa, there's a lot of stuff that would love to mess with them when they get really hungry. So if you grow up in Africa, you either better be real mean and nasty, like some of the lizards are, or you better be very well protected. These guys, you got the huge armored shell, and this guy's only about 75 pounds, so he's about half grown. But if we look on the front here, their front legs, which you'll notice are on backwards, have oh. really thick scales on them. Oh, right. So the whole idea is the head goes in the shell, yep. and then the elbows come across and close the door. So that's their protection. Oh. Basically, since they don't care, they're just going to close the door, wait for that lion hyena to get bored and realize, like, yeah, there's nothing I can do here, and then just go about their day. Friends of mine that have been down in Africa are like, it's the strangest thing. You're sitting there looking at the mountainside, and you're like, wow. I'm having a really good day because those boulders are moving across the mountain. <laughs> and they get a pair of binoculars like, well, never mind. Those are tortoises what? just working their way across. I mean, it's, it's a cow with a shell on its back. They're just grazing all day. But much like the chickens, they don't give milk. Serious question, not trying to be silly. What's underneath? What's in the shell? So inside the shell is the same insides we have. They actually have a spine just like us. So okay. it's fused right to the top of their shell. Um, so if you'd have told me this 18 years ago when I started helping Monty, like, yeah, I have a tortoise or turtle that actually enjoys being brushed. I would have said, like, I have a friend with a couch and a notepad. They would like to talk to you. It would be a good spot for you to go. But they can actually feel that. So I imagine it's much like kind of how you can feel through your fingernails. Like, it's a dull, deadened sensation. But they absolutely feel that. But all your other parts are in there. So with turtles and tortoises, since they do have that hard shell, we have to be careful on diet because if they get overweight, just like at Thanksgiving, if we eat too much, you loosen up the pants. Really hard to do that on a shell. So Ooh. if they start getting overweight, it just starts squishing everything else out of the way. Oh, in order for a lion to successfully ravage the turtle, not that I'm wishing for that, but the lion would have to flip it over, wouldn't it? Well, they can flip them over, but we'll look at the skid plate here because this makes for great radio. Oh, there's skid a skid plate. plate. So <laughs> oh, these guys are absolutely armor plated. They really are. Now, if you look on this guy, you can see that the bottom is dished in. Yeah. On a female, that's going to be flat for room for making babies. Right. On the male, that's concave, so when we put the puzzle together, we can make more. Spin it around to show the crowd that. It looks like the uh, linoleum in my farmhouse from the 70s. Look, it's got a skid plate. You guys, when two dogs keeps lifting them up, he's, the, the, the turtle's looking at him going, Frank, can't you see I'm eating here? Yeah, trying can't to you eat see here? I'm eating here? <laughs> can't you see I'm eating, Frank? <laughs> so we have two of these big tortoises. So we're on Nelson Street right across from the DNR fish ponds. Yeah. It's only $3 to get in. Well, I'll be honest. We want your money, but not all of it. Just a little. We're taking a stand against inflation. Wonderful. This year. Next year, we're probably going to give in. But right. this year, we're taking a stand. <laughs> Wonderful. Our morals will end next year, though. And, and what will people see there as we oh. So there's over 40 live reptiles. So we have two of these big tortoises. When you come in, there's always one right there that you get to pet. But since these are the guys dealing with you people every day, not you guys, all the other people, they work every other day. So they work a total of six days a year. It's a really good gig if you can get it. I highly recommend right. it. But then, you know, there's the 20-foot snakes, rattlesnakes, Gila monsters, anacondas. One really big change this year, though, Joe. Albert went down in December. Oh, and Albert no. is our 48-year-old alligator. Right. Yeah. But we have a theory on this because when Albert died... I took a look inside him, which is a very hard thing to do with an animal you've had your entire life. Right. Yeah. But he was an educational animal. He's taught a lot of things. This was his last chance to teach me a lesson. I had to know, okay, did I do something wrong? What? Because whatever it is, we don't want to repeat it. 
took a look inside him, and other than the fact that he was dead, that is the healthiest animal I've ever looked inside. Really? Of. Wow. Oh. So I have a theory. We can all agree Monty moved on. There's a little controversy which way he went up or down, but he moved on. <laughs> My theory is, you know, Monty either got sick of everybody there or people got sick of him, so he came back and got Albert, his alligator, so he'd have somebody that to hang makes sense. Yep. Yeah. I like that theory. So yeah. the day Monty passed away in California, Albert, the alligator, absolutely destroyed Monty's shop back. Really? And Albert, if you left anything out, he would teach you that you should pick it up because he'd grab it and chew it up. The shop back was put away up on the table where it always is, and Albert won't mess with it. So he was motivated. He went up on the table, grabbed that, and absolutely destroyed it. Did Al- Albert knew, in other words? Albert knew before I got the phone call. So I was out in the snake room looking at it like, what got into you? Yeah. Like, there's, this is completely out well, of the ordinary. Well, Monty had a relationship with the thing. It lived well, in his 100%, house. One hundred percent. Lived yeah. in his house. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. we had a relationship with Albert. And, yeah, and you that gator was, away from him. was very, very smart. I mean, he absolutely knew what was going on. If you were smart enough to pay attention to Albert, he would tell you everything he was going to do, what we could get away with, and when, like, nope, pull the plug, we've we've gone far enough. Yep. So anyway, I'm kind of sentimental. I kept that shop back hose that Albert destroyed. Good. So uh-huh. when we buried Albert, we put him in his old stock tank, we put all mulch down real nice. Everything's got to be squared away from Monty. It's got to right. be done right. Right. And then we laid that shop vac hose in there with him before we layer, layer Wonderful. Nice touch. Wonderful. Because nice. nice it touch. just it just seemed right. Absolutely. Yeah. Monty Absolutely. might not have had a shop vac hose, and if he could have one that was all chewed up from Albert, yeah. serves him right. That's Perfect. right. That's yeah. right. I got a quick question for you, two dogs. Did Barrero ask these uh, wonderful questions as well, or how did that go? Well, he asked one question, but at the end of it, 15 minutes later, I wasn't what the qu- sure what the question was. <laughs> <laughs> Danny B. <laughs> Whoa. Uh-oh. Holy. Uh-oh. Oh, that's a lizard. So every, every cloud has your silver show. lining. So it? we have four young gators. Oh, it's and a gator. With Albert going down, that means two of the little gators have to step up this year. So we have Archer and Bentley. We brought Bentley here. No, I'm sorry. Archer today. Which means they get a lot more attention. Because yep. with Albert, you know, okay, he's bulletproof. He knows the routine. It's just, you're good. Well, now we got basically two little young unruly teenagers in there that think they're really tough, but they're actually scared of everything. So right. they go from acting real tough to freaking out. But now they're getting messed with every day. You know, we're in there cleaning with them. And they've learned real fast. So Hank helps me out. And when Hank goes in there, it's they know like, hey, if I run up on the shelf, yeah, I get nobody messes with me. Right. So each day we work a little closer to them, so that way they learn like, okay, all this going on, it's not going to bother me. Right. Because Albert had it figured out, you know, like, yeah, five minutes of work, you guys will go away, and my life is gravy. Right. <laughs> because occasionally we have to remind these guys there are other uses for them. Right. Like. There's some just absolutely beautiful leather workers out there these days, That's and right. your skin right. looks good. That's but right. We're we're not using that, but you know it's on the table, and they have to know that we're right. serious, just like with the right. kid. We can't bluff. GLers, do you want to see how rookie's about to lose a finger? No. 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 Yep. So this guy, he's seven years old, and are there any seven-year-old kids here today? No. Well, when you turn seven, you'll figure this out, or if you got a seven-year-old brother. Seven-year-olds love to throw tantrums oh all the time. I've got one at home. Gators are no different, and if we let them throw their tantrum and get away with it, 
they're smart enough, like the next time you go to get them out, like, oh, I'm going to throw that tantrum. It got me out of work last time. I'm going to try it again. How, how big will this guy get? So most likely he's going to top out between 8 and 12 feet. Okay. But if he's got the right genetics, he might be 15, and who knows, maybe he's one of the weird ones that's going to get closer to 20. Wow. Which would be absolutely awesome, but it means we need to put our work in now when we can still pick him up and right. remind him, like, ah, we're in charge. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. These are beautiful. Yeah, creatures. so he's, you know, he's like that teenage boy walking around right now, kind of strutting, puffing his check, chest out, like, I'm not actually tough, so I'm going to make it look like I'm tough. Yeah. So it's... We have sales guys like that. Yeah. Uh, can it run pretty fast if you put it on the ground? Would it take off, make a yeah, beeline so, for the cookies? So being held, typically, I shouldn't say this because he'll freak out now, but when he's held, when we do birthday parties in schools, he tends to be pretty calm like this. When you put him down on the ground and let him go, then all of a sudden it's like, you guys are really tall, and I have my freedom. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, I'm going to um, run away. Yeah, yeah. Real quick, but not for terribly long. Oh. But I did find out at one thing, we were outside, and I was just walking him on the ground, so he's kind of trotting away. Then a whole classroom of first graders come over, like a stampede. And all of a sudden, the gator turned and ran right back to me. I'm like, well, that was just dumb luck. You know, they pushed him back to yeah, me. Yeah. Well, this happened a few more times. Like, yeah, you know that I'm the safe one. Like, yes. You know, it's like, Mom, I don't like you. I don't like you. The real world. Mom, I need help. He does kind of have his head up in your shoulder like it's a kid, you know. Yeah. Like he's oh, yeah, snuggling. He, they're, they're smart. They know what's going on. But, you know, we're still young, so we're still getting figured out, like, life's okay. Yeah. All this chaos going on around here. It's not going to get to me. It's not going to bother me. Right. You know, I know this guy's just going to take care of me. Two dogs, thank you very much. Thank and, you, Joe. Uh, Good to be back. Yeah, get over to Monty's, you guys. You'll really love it. If you have young kids, that's the best value here. Yep. Seriously. It's fantastic. It Two dogs, give away, before you leave, your address again. Where can we find you? So we're on Nelson Street, but if you're like me, that means absolutely nothing to you. But right. everybody knows where the DNR fish ponds are. Yep. That's free. That's one of the few things cheaper than us. You just go across the street, you'll see CARE 11, and you'll see us. $3 to come in. And the beautiful thing about $3, if you don't like it, you're not out much, and I'm not out much, so you don't have to feel bad. But <laughs> if you come in and you freak out and like, nope, this is not for me, we will try our darndest to have that $3 out so you can just grab it as you run by. All right. <laughs> because if you're not going through, well, you know, that's just not right to take your All money. Right, thank, thank you. Wouldn't be the fair without Monty. Our condolences on Albert. I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. Well, it wasn't really news that I was uh, very excited to share with anyone, so I kept that pretty close to the chest and, like, uh, just, you know, Monty was gone. Like, well, let's celebrate. You know, there's people that are sad. There's people that are happy. We'll throw a party for both of you. Copy that. Thanks, two dogs. All right, thank you. Thank you very much. I guess it's my turn, isn't it, Joe? Yeah. Uh, let's talk to our talk about our friends at Hofferman Water. It's Reavers here once again for Hofferman Water. Boy, do I love my Connecticut system from Hofferman Water, and I know that you will eat too. Hofferman is an independent water treatment dealer, and they offer sales, service, and rental, by the way. I've been asked about rental uh, a couple of times. And that's for Connecticut water treatment systems, which also includes water softeners, iron, rust, and odor filtration systems, and, of course, drinking water systems. I'm having a drinking water system installed in the near future, and I am so happy that I made the switch to Connecticut, and I know that you you will be too. Here's the best thing about Connecticut. It's going to do a lot of things that other water softeners just simply cannot do. It will cut down on your salt usage. 
but it's going to protect your appliances because bad water will affect almost every single aspect of your home. So listen, showers are going to be better. My mother-in-law was staying with us the last couple of days, and she said, I can't believe how much better a shower is at your house. And I said, Sharon, Sharon, you can't live here now. you got to go back home. But anyway... Call Connecticut, or excuse me, call Hoffman today and get that, get in touch about that Connecticut system. I had it installed years ago and I'm so glad I did and I know that you will be too. Call them today. 952-894-4040 or just visit them online at hoffermanwater.com. 952-894-4040. It's Hofferman Water. Proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Please tell me you heard about them right here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Kind of, kind of funny. <laughs> hey, Rook. Only. Only? Only because they come to us all the way from Livingstone, Zambia, Africa, from the Traveling Limans. On this day in 1731, Frenchman Pierre La Verendry and his voyagers landed at Grand Portage to begin an expedition into the region west of the Great Lakes. Lavandry eventually established a trading post, Fort St. Charles, on Lake of the Woods. And on this day in 2000, Women's Equality Day in Minnesota. What, what is today's date? Today's date is August 20. Oops, my date went away. 26. 26. 26. They had a memorial for women on this day. <laughs> <laughs> Why to put some effort into that, Joe? It was a hell of a day. It was a hell of a All day. right, everybody, it's Mailing in Friday. Thank He's, you, GL. You're like, you're like one, you. of the, one of those guitar players that goes... Yeah, he's he's out of here. Today's super fast exit is brought to you by Spiralite Candles, located in the grandstand. Don't trip, Joe. Joe, don't trip. We invite you to check them out online at spiralitecandles.com. Now, Spiralite what? Candles. Joe, why are they not Have a good weekend, candles. Joe. Oh, we almost had a uh, casualty. Uh-oh. We had others helping two dogs with the uh, traveling reptiles. couple free show. admissions there. <laughs> That's okay. You're good. Uh, where are they in the grandstand, rookie? They are. Uh, by the way, they are the Garage Logic Daily State Fair sponsor, Spiral Light Candles. Is. So thanks to them for sponsoring today's show live at the Great Minnesota Get Together. Oh, we're going to do that. Nice. And also thank you to everybody that uh, logged it logged in today for the Garage Logic live feed on the Facebook page and also on the Garage Logic YouTube page. Please don't forget to subscribe to the Garage Logic YouTube page. Our guy Pat back here is already sick of me, and it's only two days, and he's been doing an awesome job of documenting all of this via. Well, what about video the talk feed. shop? The talk shop's here, and oh, by the way, if you aren't able to make it to the state fair, go online because the same shirts are available at the website. Because a lot of people were bummed out if they can't get to the fair, they still want to buy a shirt. Go online, GarageLogic.com, and you can get a state fair shirt online. Rook, thanks, guys. Check out Podman on your smartphone. For all of your podcast needs, subscribe to us on YouTube so you can get clips of the State Fair shows and the likes. The likes? That's... I think our outro music just gave up on us, by the way. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Give Thank me you. a blues, give me a blues riff in B, watch me for the changes, and try to keep up. Thank you. That was Johnny Hyde, ladies and gentlemen. Chilling like a villain. No Prano Pub Blues Chilling this week. Like That'll villain. be next Friday. All right. We'll see you on Monday, folks. Thanks for uh, tuning in. 
It is time once again to check in with Josh Arnold. Mr. Money Talk is what he's known around these parts. And time for you to also check in with Mr. Money Talk for that free, yes, I said free, 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608. That number, once again, is 952-925-5608. You call that number and you get Josh. And you're always going to get straight talk. You are never going to get sugar-coated advice. And Josh is with us once again here in Garage Logic and Josh, today you would like to discuss the Federal Reserve earnings and, oh boy, the hottest button issue going right now, college debt. Let's start with the easy one. The Federal Reserve, the market continues to be concerned with what the Fed is going to do with interest rates. Are they going to go up even more? Are they going to remain steady? Or at some point, are they going to start going down? The Fed definitely is committed to bringing down inflation. That is their big thing. And I do believe Fed Chairman Powell at the Jackson Hole conference, his speech tomorrow will give a little bit more color on the direction the Fed wants to take. Local Governor Neil Cash Carey, who has gone from dovish on inflation not more than eight months ago to the most hawkish Fed governor on inflation, he fears that inflation will not only be persistent, but will be much longer lasting than most people believe. And he thinks the Fed has got to act and be very, very aggressive in terms of reducing and cutting out inflation, so much so that even if the Fed tips the economy into a recession as a way to eliminate inflation, he'd be for that. He's definitely for raising interest rates at a higher level and aggressive quantitative tightening in terms of reducing the Fed's balance Chairman Powell has continued to say that he is going to be data dependent. And on his words, just a few weeks ago, the market turned around feeling that the Fed had pivoted to a less aggressive stance. My take, yes, we are still going to have inflation. The inflation will be led more by wage inflation than commodity inflation, though, as we have stated previously, the biggest commodity variable is still the price of oil, even natural gas, as both are very necessary to manufacture and other means of production and are included in just about everything. Do remember the price of oil has gone from $55 a barrel to $95 a barrel over the last 19 months, although it is down significantly from the high. Pay attention to to the Fed, and I think the Fed will hold a lot more keys to market volatility going forward. In terms of earnings, well, the market is rewarding or continues to reward those companies that beat estimates and even raise their guidance, and companies who come out will say bear their chest or bear their soul and say, hey, this is what is happening. We're going to miss our earnings, but we think things are going to get better going forward. And here's what we're doing to cut costs and make some changes. As an example, NVIDIA a few weeks ago said, yep, they're going to miss their earnings forecast, their sales forecast. They're concerned with the slowdown in gaming chips. And the gaming chips were used not only for gaming, but also for 
crypto mining. And as people have moved outside, online gaming has diminished. And the other big variable for that has been cryptocurrency mining. And that has gone down as the price of cryptocurrencies has continued to come down. Data centers is where NVIDIA could see a a move up. And their stock, which has sold off today, has responded positively to their bearing their chest. Snowflake, a cloud company, not making a lot of money, but having a rent-a-cloud service that could be very necessary for companies that need cloud services on a short time, they beat and raised their estimates. That stock took off very nicely. We've seen other companies do similar moves. Vichy Real Estate, another beat and raise quarter. They've done well. Advanced Micro Devices, they had reported a beat and raise. Their stock had, had done well. And we've seen the same thing happen with two of my favorites, Apple and Amazon. Both of them had moved up significantly off the bottom. In a couple of weeks, by the way, Apple is going to be reducing, uh, introducing some new products. That'll happen September 7th, probably. Probably after that, the stock might pull back just a little bit, but I'm still maintaining over the next several years my $250 price target. As to college debt, the president's proposal to um, take away at least $10,000 of federal college debt, I don't feel real good about that. The White House is not going, has not said who is going to pay for this largesse. And in any case, the people who have signed for this debt knew exactly what they were signing up for. If, in fact, there was some other alternative, as an example, during the Obama administration, they had offered a program that if you went to work for the government for 10 years, your debt would be eliminated. Okay, there's a work component for that, not just completely writing off the debt, which I don't find to be personally responsible. And for those people who have paid off their college loans or other loans, hey, they're the responsible ones. They knew what they were doing and signing up for. You got to pay that off. You pay off your mortgage, you pay off your car loan or any other type of borrowing. You're on the hook for that when you sign on the dotted line. Not a good precedent. And on top of that, the cost of this over not only just this year, but over 10 years is three times more than the cost of the Inflation Reduction Act, which was signed just last week, which, of course, doesn't do much to reduce inflation, but does provide a lot of money to the climate change lobby. And that's another sop to certain companies. I'm not for this college loan giveaway. Very good advice, Mr. Money Talk. You heard him, GLers. Now has never been a better time for you to pick up that phone and make that call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608. When you're calling that number, you're always going to get straight talk. You're never going to get sugar-coated advice. Josh, once again, thank you so much for the time and the chat and the flexibility. Have a great rest of your day, a fantastic weekend, and we'll talk to you again next week. We'll see you out at the fair. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.